Well, hello everybody. Welcome back. Here's a special Bonfire Night episode of the Voices from the Northeast podcast. Welcome to the podcast, people. You know, I was born in North Dean Colliery. I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion lead after all these items. She went flying over me, Paul, into Bustelli. Welcome back, everybody. Come on, then, admit it. Who's got the heating on? Yeah, we have. It's blooming cold. Uh, but then again, it is the 5th of November. And we must remember, remember, the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot. I uh, I, I hope you enjoy tonight's episode. It's a, it's a fun one. Um, I actually did something totally different this time. And I asked my parents to interview each other about their memories of Bonfire Night. So we're about to go back to the 60s, 70s. And the 1980s, when uh, when I was a kid, so we're going to go back to when they were younger, and then when uh, when they were adults, taking me and my uh, little brother to fireworks displays. So um, make sure you've wrapped up warm, grab the sparklers, stand well back, and always allow an adult to light the touch paper. Enjoy. remember certainly as a young girl growing up in the 60s the advert on the telly for standard fireworks in those days there was not the um, firework displays that they are now it was all individual and once you saw the adverts with all the the rockets in the sky you just went to your local shop and got them can you remember the name of the shops well, I remember buying fireworks at a couple of places. Woolworths used to sell them. Uh, crisps up the top end of Ashton over the station bridge used to sell them. And they never used to be in locked boxes, did they? They were always just on the counter or behind the counter. Yeah. And not a lot of choice, really, in those days. There wasn't a huge array of different types. You know, there was the rockets and the Catherine wheels. And what else was there Roman again? candles. And a uh, little bangers, pyramid. Bangers. Do you remember bangers? Oh, the boys like bangers. They were a pin with the bangers if they could set them off because they would throw them. Yeah. Um, some of the bangers. It was a, it was a celebration because I was brought up in Colliery Rose and sort of a, the mining village. And quite a few families, there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't a park. Well, there was a park near, but we didn't go to it. It was literally in the lane and things like a Catherine wheel were fastened onto the coal house door and you had to hope it wasn't fastened on too hard otherwise it wouldn't spin round and there was always one brave or would you say a daft dad who would go and sort of knock it a bit and see if he could loosen it off so it would start spinning or he would knock it too hard and it would start spinning all right it would fall on the floor and they'd start whizzing around and everybody would be clearing out the road of it. 
no health and safety. I'll tell you a good story about that. This is one my dad told me, so I never saw this happen. But when he was a young lad, he had a few brothers and uh, his older brother, Arthur, who was the fishman in Ashton, he, um, he took charge of the fireworks, uh, the lighting of the fireworks for his family. And uh, he put a Catherine wheel on a, on a door with a nail, but he obviously hadn't tapped it in hard enough. And what he forgot to do was he forgot to put the lid on the metal biscuit tin because people used to keep <laughs> their fireworks in biscuit tins. The Catherine wheel apparently flew off the door straight into the box with all the fireworks and it was the quickest firework display that they'd ever had. So things were whizzing here, there and everywhere and banging out of the box. And my dad says, it was quite impressive, but very short. I can imagine in those days everyone clearing off quickly out of the way. Yes, fireworks were sort of... Um, Certainly not, didn't last for very long. That's why everyone got together in the lane, basically. I know I can't remember uh, certainly having a bonfire, obviously in a back lane you didn't, but I do remember making a guy and going penny for a guy. And the guy was made out of a pair of my dad's old pyjamas stuffed with newspapers. My mum would save yeah. them up for a few days. And um, I can remember mum and me making this guy and making a, um, a pillowcase for the head and drawing a face on and things like that. And a group of the kids, we lived, like I said, down colliery rows. And at the end of every colliery row, there was a corner shop. And a few of us would go the week leading up to November the 5th and take our turns, even though it was my guy, we all took turns with it. And um, penny for the guy as folk walked past. Ninety percent of people would drop a penny in. That yeah. was it. Was just accepted. It wasn't thought of as begging or anything like that. And we shared the pennies at the end of the night every time. But there was no hassle like there would be now. Nobody tried to take our guy away or anything like that. It was just fun but I don't know if that guy went to a bonfire that that yeah. I can't remember we used to do penny for the guy as well same thing we used to put old trousers find an old jacket that maybe his, my dad had at the at the garden that he didn't want to use anymore and would uh would stuff it with newspapers tie, tie the ends of the arms yeah, tie right. the bottom of the legs together with string, so you could st with string stuff the newspaper in as tight as you could so it was looking quite good sometimes put an old woolly hat on its head um draw the face on the pillowcase and that that was what we, we used to take hours round in a bogey ah yes yeah. yes or, or we didn't have a bogey we some had... people used to use an old push chair that's what we had an old push chair and we'd take it round. a few of us would do it and and on on the night would do it you'd, you'd find at north seaton colliery that was like six or seven or maybe more people walking around the streets with their guys on the bogies or on the pushchair, going to different houses. There were plenty to choose from. And I don't think we ever had anybody refuse, but we only used to say penny for the guy. That's all you got. And people used to give you a penny or tuppence or, you know, two pennies or a, sometimes a threepenny bit. But what we did was a few of us would get together at the same as your ma'am pool the money, share it all out. So nobody was like making more than anybody else. It, it was it was good fun, yeah. It was definitely, yeah. You well, didn't... We, weeks before, we would start and collect, again, North Seaton Corrie was a great place for this and get down by the shore. We'd start collecting wood 
bits of spare wood and and rubbish and twigs and branches that we could actually put together and use for a bonfire and uh, and our bonfire used to be on the waste ground behind one chapel rose garden and then and the old um chapel hall so there was plenty of space around the back and it was just a dirt area so we would build the bonfire up and put the guy on the top and we did used to uh, light it. Um, it wasn't always lit by uh, parents either. The parents would normally be there to supervise at the beginning anyway, but most of the time we were the ones who lit the paper at the bottom and got the matches, lit the paper and, and off we went. Yeah. So did you did you do that as well, Judith? I can't remember that because being down Colliery Lanes, there wasn't really a green space. But I do remember there was um, a place called the Hearst Park, like big green um, and seeing kids with their bogies carrying them um, for weeks beforehand, carrying wood to make bonfires. But of course, this is 50s, 60s. And in those days, the police, uh, the police and the fire brigade didn't come around taking them down. It was an accepted tradition. Again, the town was a, still quite a small village type thing. So it wasn't big like it is now. And there wasn't... Um, I don't know that there, there was no hassle really. I can't remember of, um, them getting out of hand. Can you? The, no. the bonfires getting out of hand. It was like people would put potatoes uh, as the oh, fire yeah. started to die down. Potatoes, tetties, tetties. Sorry, tetties. They would put tetties as as the fire had <laughs> raged up red and the embers were start, starting to die down. The would tetties would be hiding. We didn't do sausages and things like no, that. Certainly no. didn't do anything like that. And then you, I mean, they must have been disgusting because they were covered in ash. They were red hot. <laughs> and um, pulling them open and eating so, these with no butter or salt. But I think it was a rite of passage yeah. as a child to, so, to do this sort of thing. So they didn't come out just like a baked potato. They came out like a charred, burnt potato. <laughs> and right. you would like... Cut them open, and you would eat the charred bit as well, as well as the, some of the dust that was on, well, embers that were on the outside once it cooled. So didn't do any harm. No, it didn't do didn't any harm. Plenty of charcoal, really. That's um, right. We sometimes used to have a um, a bonfire at North Seaton Colliery. They would have one either on the the little welfare field where the small school was, uh, or sometimes they would put one on the the grass between Institute Row, the welfare at the top. And chapel row, so it was like a, a diamond shaped, and, and they used to put a small one on there, and, and various people would come to that as well. So I can remember doing that. I do yeah. remember going up to um, my cousin's house one time, and um, one of their birthdays was like the 3rd of November, so I think they must have had a party on the 5th of November for him. And I do remember sort of duking for apples and um, toffee apples being attached to. Um, a sort of a string and we're trying to take a bite out of them and being absolutely soaking as we did that i don't know if kids still do those yeah. sort of things um used to use the old tin bath didn't we it was an old tin bath that was filled with water and actually it was in the living room or the pantry, pantry. so um, the pantry probably because it would be a stone floor in there with a bit of oil cloth with a bit of oil cloth <laughs> so it was easy to wipe up <laughs> Definitely. And you would duck for apples and, um, like I say, everybody just was taking... Didn't matter, you just took bites out of these apples, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I really... That's about all I can remember. It wasn't... 
it wasn't the big event it is now. It was like your dad come in from work. It was like he had to have his tea. Yeah, so the anticipation was always there, like, oh, yeah, hurry up. And then everybody, it was as if everybody knew a certain time, whether it was six o'clock, half past six, that I can't remember. And suddenly the lane was full of people yeah. and uh, wore all out and bring everybody just mixed all the fireworks yeah. together. But it wasn't huge amounts because yeah. everyone had gone either to Woolworths right. and bought the standard fireworks you, box. <laughs> can you remember, you couldn't, you couldn't get these great big chunky boxes that you get now oh, with like a no. hundred fireworks that shoot in the air. They were just individual fireworks and rockets and things like that. You remember rockets, ever see a rocket like used to put them in? They were always on a short stem. <laughs> they were. And they would put them in a, a glass milk milk bottle, stand the milk bottle where you could, occasionally stick it in a bit of mud if you want to hold it. But there was always occasion where the it bottle would over. fall over after you'd lit it and the rocket would just fly off and you would have to <laughs> jump out the way if there was a rocket flying around. <laughs> As I keep saying, before health and safety, and it's no wonder there was some major accidents. But the best part, and I mean, I didn't really like the... No I think that's probably why I didn't go to many. I really didn't like the noise of the wee off the rockets and things and then the explosion. I like sparklers, proper yeah, sparklers. soft girly girl. And then, you know, when it was pitch black and they were late and you could try and write your name That's and right, things yeah. like that. Yeah. But I have, I'll be honest, I have had a few burns over the years where I've taken my gloves off and picked up the wrong end of the sparkler after it's gone out. Um, and then my hand would be put straight into the pail because I do remember there being a pail of water kept at the side on the street my hand put straight into there to cool it down. But you only do that once or twice in your lifetime, you sharp learn which end of the spot to pick up. Can you remember London lights? London, London oh, lights. Oh, yes. Little boxes of what looked like matches. They were. But they had red. A, an extended tip to them so they would burn different colours. So you struck them like a match and you would hold them till they'd burnt down about two thirds of the way and then the idea was you that you'd had to drop them from the floor. Very dangerous yeah, when you yeah, think London because lights. you literally had to, boys being boys would try and hold on <laughs> yeah, far yeah. longer. <laughs> you know, and you used to stand holding these and is it phosphorus you call it? That you'd get the green yeah, and the you'd red. Yeah, you get various colours burned uh, off. I do remember so, that. Yeah. yeah, and there was certainly. So it was usually good fun. Like I say, only for about... Half an hour, an hour, yeah, something yeah. No like more, that. No you more. Yeah. I, when you were talking about bangers earlier on, Judith, I mean, obviously, as you're right, right laddies used to say, you go around with bangers, and yeah. if you get your hand on a pack of bangers, and you'd but walk what around. What were bangers? Bangers were just small tubes, tiny tubes, probably no bigger than a cigarette, with a little tip to the end, with a like, yeah, your, um, basically like your touch paper. You used to set the touch paper away. And we used to throw them, but of course you weren't supposed to do that. We would throw them, and they just basically bang. So oh, once they got to that, they would go off like a little bang. But they were no bigger than the size of a, a cigarette type of thing. I think um, that's probably why I didn't like, um, you know, going out very much on, uh, on obviously a Halloween, but bonfire night, simply because there seemed to be more boys than girls yeah. around, and boys were horrors. For doing things like that, they really were in those days. They were, um, it was accepted behaviour. Yeah. Where it probably wouldn't be now, you know. You know, I, I, I one little remember, uh, 
I remembrance I have really is my mum and dad had been to London once and they came back with uh, a couple of fireworks and they bought them in a shop in London and they were a bigger rocket than normal. So my dad had to cut a bit of uh, a tubing pipe, a plastic pipe to put the rocket in. Whereas you, but you, when you get rockets now, you often get the little yeah. tube with them. Well, of course, then you didn't. It was all just milk bottles, but they were far too big. And he he, used to, he set a couple off, but they went, I always remember they seemed to go very high before they went off. They exploded. Great, yeah. great. Very posh in those days. Yeah. But I think that's about it for memories of... Um, well, taking the kids in the... Uh, in the 80s, in the 80s then, then you started getting the... Um, fireworks displays. That's right. And we used to, around Ashington area... It was like the local football ground, the yeah, Portland, Portland Park. Park. Or Morbeth Rugby Club used to do them. Uh, but we, yeah. we took the kids to Portland Park a few times. Yeah, And it was yeah. usually run by the round local round table. I once remember, actually, just uh, <laughs> when I was a lot older, I was, in, I was in Japan on business in the South Island of Japan on a place called Uita. And we were there over the weekend. And um, it's a big thing in Japan. And they, they had fireworks competitions so companies would compete against each other and they had these great big pontoons and barges out in the bay for to set the fireworks up <laughs> so i remember that but unfortunately the time i was there one of the uh the rockets didn't go very high or one of the, the fireworks didn't go very high and it showered the pontoon with uh with sparks and it set loads of, and you could see people silhouetted diving into the sea off the pontoon because the whole lot was going up and they had to uh, stop the fireworks display because they had to rescue people out of the bay. But so. anyway, I think that's all our memories. Of, um, I think I'm so. sure other people have lots of memories as well. And um, I'm sure if any are listening to this, they could probably add to their own. Yeah. Everyone right. will have special memories of a bonfire night. Anyway, that's our memories. Bye now. Well. I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed listening to those memories. Everything from those standard fireworks to happy memories of writing your name and hearts and stars and all sorts of things like that with sparklers. I can remember doing that. Isn't it funny the sounds that still sparkle in your memory, right? I mean, you can hear a sparkler. As soon as you say it, it's one of those wonderful words, isn't it? Conjures up such a brilliant mental image. And not to mention your fireworks. Catherine wheels, just blooming terrifying. But rockets. I mean, maybe I'm getting old, and yes, I probably am. But are rockets a heck of a lot louder now than they used to be? Or is it that just as we get old, the noise is not as much fun as it used to be as a kid? I'm more interested in how amazing they look like in the sky than the scream they make as they go rocketing into the sky. But never mind. There's something about standing in your back garden and setting your own fireworks off that just just makes me smile as I'm telling you this when I remember those nights when we were kids. And now going to displays, well, some of the displays around here are amazing and I don't know about anyone listening, but we'll be off down to the Newbegin display on Saturday night to watch that because it's one of the most amazing things to stand and look down into the bay and watch those fireworks just lighting up the sky and the sea being lit by the bonfire and it's beautiful absolutely beautiful i hope whatever anyone out there is doing for bonfire night i hope you're happy i hope you're safe and i hope you have a lovely time take care of yourselves and everybody else 
and I will talk to you again on the next episode of the Voices from the Northeast podcast. Take care.